I'm Scott Herbie from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito from Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Josh, remember when I said that I hoped Solid Oak Sketches versus 2K Games was the end of the copyright tattoo conundrum? Well, my hopes were not granted. Cases pitting tattoo artists against the tatted and other copyright holders against tattoo artists continue to be filed and work their way through the courts. How about we start with a refresher of Solid Oak Sketches LLC versus 2K Games, Inc.? Certainly. Solid Oak is a licensing firm that represents tattoo artists that are used by NBA players, including LeBron James. Solid Oak filed a lawsuit against Take-Two Interactive Software, which is the game publisher behind the very popular NBA 2K basketball video game. The lawsuit alleged that Take-Two infringed the copyright in six tattoos appearing on LeBron James and other NBA players by depicting those players, tattoos and all, in the video game. In the court's ruling on the video game publisher's motion for summary judgment, the court found two things. First, the court found that the display of tattoos was de minimis. Now, we talked about this case in a previous briefing, and I'm not going to talk about that portion of the court's ruling. Uh, what I want to talk about is the next portion of the court's ruling, which is where the court found there to be an implied license. With regard to that implied license, the court found that the players had impliedly licensed the right to use the tattoos as elements of their likeness. And that, the, in other words, when they licensed their likeness to the video game publisher, they also licensed the tattoos appearing on their body. And um, the defendant's right, meaning the video game publisher's right, to use the tattoos in depicting the players derived from the implied license that the tattoo artist granted the basketball player. A crucial element of the court's finding was that the tattoo artist knew that their subject, an NBA player, was likely to appear in public, on television, in commercials, and in other forms of media. An implied license is generally found where one party created a work at the other's request and handed it over, intending that the other copy and distribute it. I suspect this is what's at issue in at least one of the other cases you want to discuss. And you would be right, Josh. Uh, there is another case with factual background very similar to the Solid Oak case uh, that's heading in the exact opposite direction. So this case is Alexander versus Take-Two Interactive Software, the same, right, same video game publisher as at issue in Solid Oak. Um, here, tattoo artist Catherine Alexander sued Take-Two and 2K Games in the district court for the Southern District of Illinois. Uh, Take-Two depicted world wrestling entertainment wrestler Randy Orton in the video game WWE 2K. Take-Two made the same arguments that had garnered a win previously in the Solid Oak case. Take-Two's use of the tattoo was authorized by an implied license. Fair use doctrine insulates their utilization of the tattoos, and the tattoos constitute a de minimis part of the video game. Now, Alexander testified that in 2009, she contacted the WWE's legal department to negotiate a royalty 
concerning a possible like um, fake tattoo sleeve product depicting her tattoo work. A, WD, a WWE representative apparently laughed at her and stated that she had no grounds and that they could do whatever they wanted to do with Orton's image because he was their wrestler. Apparently WWE then offered her some paltry amount of money for extensive rights to use the products and the tattoo designs on all sorts of WWE products. Alexander testified that she declined the offer and advised WWE that she did not grant it any permission to copy, duplicate, or otherwise reproduce any of her designs. Uh, and after that, apparently, uh, the, the wrestling video game, uh, actually a stream of them, uh, WWE 2K 2016, 2017, and 2018 were released, all of which feature Orton and his tattoos. That's funny, Orton and his tattoos. Anyways, the court found that it wasn't clear whether Alexander or Orton actually ever discussed whether and to what extent Orton had, Orton had permission to copy and distribute the tattoos and whether any implied license would include sub-licensing rights. And the court denied uh, the video game publishers motion for summary judgment on this affirmative defense. What was the court's position on the fair use defense? Uh, the court also found that the use was not fair use. So the key to a finding of fair use is whether the new use is transformative. Does the new work merely supersede the object of the original creation or add something new with further purpose or character or different character, altering the first work with new expression, meaning, or message? In other words, to what extent is the new work transformative of the original work? You know, Take Two argued that its use of the copyright tattoos was transformative. And I take it that the court didn't agree that this was a transformative use. That's correct. Alexander contended that she created the tattoos for the purpose of displaying them on Orton's body and that the defendants used the tattoos for the exact same purpose, to display them on Orton's body in the video game. The court bought this argument. I don't know that I do. Why not? Well, the reason the video came publisher displayed the tattoos was to create a sense of realism. And this brings to mind a number of cases that where courts find fair use, where the defendant uses a third party work in order to depict, uh, depict realism or convey a sense of historical significance. There's the Bill Graham case where a uh, coffee table book publisher used a series of uh, concert posters in a timeline in order to depict historical significance of those concerts. There's also uh, a case involving AMC and its television show biography where they used, without clearing, um, cuts, from a, uh, 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 cuts from a director's old motion pictures in order to show how the director, uh, where the director was at that particular time in his career. I think the same could have been said here, right? These were used to depict Randy Orton as he existed at that time, tattoos and all. Uh, it's, 
I, I think that the court in their analysis just didn't dig deep enough. Like, yes, the, the video game publisher displayed the tattoos on Orton's body, but you have to go deeper and, and look at the, the purpose. And when you look at the cases also that deal with transformative use, this is not a replica of a tattoo. I would understand the tattoo artist maybe having issues with merchandise that replicate the tattoos, such as, you know, those fake tattoo stick-ons or even a sleeve of tattoos. But this is so far removed from being a substitute to the original. Um, it's so different. And it's, 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 it has such a different meaning because it's a video game. It, it, it just has a different purpose and intent. I, I don't see how, um, I don't see how there's a, tri a tribal issue of fact here and how it's not transformative. On the, um, on, the, uh, on the issue of the implied license, I can see maybe where the court was going, right? I mean, you know, in order for there to be an implied license, there kind of there has to be a meeting of the minds, right? There has to be um, there has to be a mutual intent of the parties, and I think the evidence, at least her testimony, was that she told the NBA, like or sorry, told uh, the WWE that they don't have permission to use her tattoos in uh, in the video game, so they couldn't necessarily rely on an implied license. Do you agree with that, Josh? I think I agree with that, Scott. Well, we'll watch this and see how it uh, progresses. Thanks, Scott. We'll definitely keep an eye on this one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed Scott's not-so-needling discussion of yet another tattoo case in the copyright realm. Uh, if you'd like additional content of this nature, visit our blog at www.theiplawblog.com or visit our YouTube channel.